Welcome to the Second Success Podcast by Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. Getting clear on the mindset for repeatable success. Hello and welcome to the Second Success Podcast. I'm Dr. Rakesh Rana, the Clear Coach. So, I've been away for a week. I hope you didn't miss me. <laughs> it's good to be back though. Uh, lined up some more guests, done some more interviews. So, uh, we've got a nice busy schedule of podcasts coming up. And if you've not subscribed or followed to the Second Success Podcast, now's the chance for you to do so. And if you haven't already, please do go and listen in to some of the wonderful guests I've had um, talking about their successes and... Um, and how they've taken moments, challenges, and some of the key mental attributes from their initial successes onto their second and multiple successes. So very interesting to hear from them. So today I finally had my second COVID jab. It's the AstraZeneca one. I'm really hoping that I don't get the same after effects that I had with the first jab. I was quite ill for a couple of days and uh, I don't really want that again. So let's see how it goes. Some people are saying you don't get the effects after your second one and some are saying uh, they're worse than the first one, but we'll see. And um, today's guest... We need to move on to today's guest, actually, because she's a wonderful friend of mine. She's an amazing wine sommelier and a huge fan of this podcast. So, uh, and I've been wanting to get her on for a few weeks, so now's the time. Ksenia Kopenko is a renowned wine sommelier and the founder of Bespoke Wine Collection. Four-time Wine Spectator Restaurant Award winner, uh, Ksenia's love of wine is matched only by her dedication to positivity and appetite for adventure. From the underground wine cellars of exclusive Maldivian beach resorts to the chic five-star hotels of Moscow, uh, Ksenia takes each day in her stride whilst preserving time to savour the little moments in life that mean the most. Today we'll get to hear how she escaped her hometown to follow her passion for adventure and the childhood urge to become a sommelier. We'll get to hear how she doesn't take no for an answer and sees challenges as hurdles that need to be crossed. Let's hear from Ksenia. So hello Ksenia and welcome to the Second Success Podcast. Hello, Rakesh. Thank you very much for inviting me. Because I've had a break, a week's break from guests, and you'll be my new person back after a break. So it's nice and relaxed. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. I, I've been a big admirer for, of, your, of your work and of your guests, and they've been quite inspirational. So I'm happy to be one of those people. Thank you. Well, you, you talk of inspirations. I, I definitely consider you that, especially considering your backstories. I mean, I've, I've spoke to guests where they've move from their native country uh, on their own and, and that's something that you've done you know I, that's one thing I always admire about any person you know here's me born and bred in the UK and never left really and yet you have all these people moving you know English isn't even their first language you know how much of a challenge that is and I mean just tell me you know before we even get into you becoming a sommelier just the challenge of coming from a completely different country to the UK. I think, I, I think that for me it was more of an adventure. I, I never looked at it as a challenge. Um, I, for me, stagnation is death. <laughs> so mm -hmm. for me, the movement is everything that I, uh, I'm inspired by. So changing, uh, coming from a tiny city in Russia. Well, I mean, in terms of how big Russia is, it's not the tiniest city. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than some European countries. But still going to Moscow, which is 20 million, um, where, you know, a couple of people um, was very, very interesting. And then I moved to Maldives and then I was back to Russia and then came to London. So I think that it was always um, more of an adventure for me and okay. definitely 
because I've learned English from when I was a kid, I kind of thought that it's okay if I make a mistake and people will correct me. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, I wasn't so self-aware and about the fact that I might be making mistakes. I kind of thought that it, it's okay. It's normal when you learn something, you might make a mistake. So I kind of uh, thought that uh, that would be okay. I was going to say for you to have that kind of a growth mindset from such an early age is quite... Um, surprising and the reason I say that is most children being brought up in a school it's always about getting the right grades don't fail you know you've always got to get things right so where did you get this mindset from at a, such a young age? I don't know I think I, well I mean from my family I am the rebellious one so I think I was born with it um, <laughs> I, I kind of guess that I had so many friends and my mom was always telling me, how come you have like hundreds of friends? Like, how is it possible? But I was so interested in different people and what they do and anything sport-wise, anything active-wise. I was always there. I would say yes to everything. Well, to good stuff, of course. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that it was um, a thirst for adventure, for new people, for mm -hmm. everything that I can learn. That actually what inspired me to live my hometown and to move into a completely new world and um, go after new things so it wasn't a case of you saw other people or you saw a role model or you saw somebody and you thought I want to emulate you've created your own path well I, I think I was surrounded by amazing people of course and mm. um, but no one ever told me from my family you know uh, well done you know go and move to Moscow <laughs> and all of that stuff my mom still now we actually had this conversation a while ago she said, I still can't believe that you just packed your bags, finished university, packed your bags and just sat on a, on a, on a train and left. <laughs> She's like, I remember you hugging your pillow on, on next to the train and we took a picture and, she, and you left. She's like, how did you do it? <laughs> no. no, but it does. It, it requires courage and bravery. And I guess that's some elements of success in the end. And you, you need that. And for you to have it from such a young age, it stood you in good stead. And I guess that takes us to you becoming a sommelier and like you've said nobody congratulated you or anything and you know we you know we've talked about this in the past and you know having read up as well you didn't really get the support when you made that decision did you? Well I wasn't I can't say that at the age of 10 years old I told my parents that I am dreaming of being a sommelier this is outrageous <laughs> this is not <laughs> something that happens in true in real life so I I think that when I told my mom that I found myself that I found my calling and I called it this you know big purpose calling all of these words she was so excited to find out what that was and when I told her that uh, I want to be a sommelier and my mom and myself, even before I learned what the meaning of this word was, I had no idea. I mean, none of my family was ever into hospitality. Mm -hmm. We never would. There was no culture of going to restaurants. So and I've never seen a sommelier myself before okay. I actually saw that word in my head, in my dream. So when I told her, mom, you know, I want to be a sommelier. And she's like, what is that? And then I said, well, somebody is the person that creates wine in restaurants and that recommends wine. And everything I said, the only thing my mom saw in her mind, in her vision, was that her little girl of like 21 years old will be working in a restaurant with drunk men. <laughs> and that's it. She didn't see any beauty or art behind it. She only no. saw that I will be in trouble and that it's about alcohol yeah. and so forth. For her, that was the idea. So um, 
they definitely um, both of them said no um, and so in order to pay for my sommelier school I had to eat buckwheat and rice for six months or even yeah. more I don't even remember oh, wow. but I was the happiest person on earth I so at no it. point at no point you regretted it at no point you thought oh no actually this is probably the wrong thing you knew it straight away I think that it was it was like a um, like I've been struck by lightning it okay. was the funny thing is that um, the first, the very first day um, at a sommelier school, the very first lecture was about French wines and uh, about the Bordeaux you know, classification. And I remember that 20 minutes into that lecture, I was sitting with my eyes being bigger than my head. I was so inspired. I was so blown away by culture, by history, by how much humanity is in there that without even having a sip of wine and back then I didn't like wine it was something that my parents would drink and it yeah. wasn't really good like they they didn't have any <laughs> taste so it was something bitter and sour and you know like a grown-up mm -hmm. drink that I wasn't interested in but the 20 minutes listening about wine it was for me it was like a breath of fresh air it was unbelievable i can't even explain what it was but it was like wow. being struck by lightning xenia i was going to say you know reading your social media posts and when i get to hear you talk about wine the way you describe it and you know me i don't drink i'm a teetotaler I can completely understand, you know, for somebody like me who doesn't drink and to be fascinated by the history of wine, how it's produced, how it's made and the regions, I can only imagine why that would have impressed you because I'm impressed just when I hear you speak about it. So it is a fascinating subject, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think I've been, I've been in the wine business for 15 years, mm -hmm. actively learning and growing and tasting and meeting winemakers and meeting other professionals and working with guests and clients. So it's like 100% involvement into wine for 15 years. Wow. And I still feel that I haven't even, um, like even, even half of what is possible to uh, acquire in terms of information. And, and oh. I haven't even touched that. So it, it's absolutely it's like an Alice in the Wonderland I will be that um, that person running out uh, after the rabbit uh, constantly <laughs> you know and going through all of that because it's it, you never will catch that rabbit because it's yeah. impossible because the, the world is too rapidly changing so I mean and I guess you're following that passion of travel with the wine as well the fact that it's produced everywhere you're not really uh you know, you're not really situated. Okay, last year has been challenging for everybody not being able to, but, you know, we're going to be, I mean, I know we're chopping and changing here, but, you know, so last year, so much of your work is about travel, the experiences. How was that for you last year? At that point, didn't you think, or did it just strengthen your resolve that actually this is it, this is even more so what I want to do with life? I don't think I will ever have a question whether it is my purpose to be a sommelier or not. I think it's already yeah. a, the un, the answer to that question was during those twenty minutes, the first twenty minutes. Okay. That's it. It looks like it's it's an unshakable love that or passion that will yeah. take a lifetime for me, and um, and I'm extremely grateful to have found that. Um, with regards to last year, it was of course extremely difficult for many reasons. Of like every every other person in, on the planet mm. had come to some kind of um, um, awareness about themselves that they haven't had before 
So for me, I realized it, that's it. I cannot not travel. So it was, it was in a way the greatest year because I had to, I, I got to meet parts of me that I didn't know I had, mm -hmm. which is incredible because you have that self-awareness. Mm -hmm. You understand yourself much more better professionally, personally. And I think that that um, kind of in inspired more growth yeah. know, on all levels of my life. And I, with all the, with all the bad things that happened last year, I think that I'm grateful for it more than I've been grateful for any previous year. I completely agree with you. I recently got interviewed for a government case study on businesses and how they were impacted during COVID. And as bad as it was, you know, especially financially, I think it, it, it impacted a lot of people, but it's probably one of my favorite years because of the personal development that I had. I mean, for one, I started this podcast, um, the videos, the publicity, the PR campaigns I ran, marketing I did. So for me, it was a complete game changer and it positioned my business in a completely different light compared to at the beginning of 2020. And it was needed. And I think it was a reset in a way because I think a lot of businesses, I think, start resting on their laurels and they start just going with the flow without really continuing to be innovative. And I think last year forced people to become innovative or fail. And I think that's what really benefited. So I think like yourself, for me, it was it was a really good year in that sense. I totally agree with you that everyone had to reinvent themselves, whether it is professionally or personally. And I think that that is the new point of, of how our evolution is going to go because mm -hmm. we kind of had, we all had to be there in the same time, in the same space um, and kind of dealing with the same struggles. Mm -hmm. So from now on, the strength and the speed that people will take with their growth and development depends only on them because circumstances had leveled for everyone. Of course. So the way you're going to grow now you can't blame government you can't blame anything because it's up to you now and i think that um because everyone's on the same level and was in the same boat mm -hmm. um it, we will see now how um, um how people will be skyrocketing and i'm thrilled to see that and i'm happy to be surrounded by people that are incredible inspirational that uh, that that kind of like um, put their businesses onto a completely new level and challenge mm -hmm. themselves to an extent where it's literally, you know, live or die. But then mm -hmm. they are so um, inspirational. They're so pumped with that because they found something new for them. Um, it's course. incredible to be around that, those people. No, I, I agree one with you. Them, one of them is you, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's, you know what? That's really positive to hear. And I think in a way why we are so similar and it's just that sometimes I ask a lot of my guests, what have your challenges been? And some have not been able to define that because they don't see anything as a challenge. Like myself, people will ask me, oh, what difficulties have you gone through in life? And I can't think of any because I don't see them as problems. They're just they're just things I've dealt with and I've just moved on and I've grown from them. And I think you're like that as well. You don't, but you know, I'm still, I still need to ask you that question though, you know, as, as challenging as last year was, was last year the most challenging period in your life or, or in business, have you had more challenging periods, especially at the beginning of your career, let's say. No, I would definitely say that it was the most challenging year, um, both professionally, business-wise, personally, um it, it was it was very hard it was 
um, it was a year when you had to either um, drown or learn to swim. Yeah. And I swim very well. So kind of in, in, in real life. So kind of for me, it was okay. So there's no way I'm going to drown because you know how to swim. So you have to swim. And um, I think that uh, reinventing everything about my life, how I mm. am in my four walls for several months in a row without seeing people, without being able to fly and hug my family for two years mm. and without all of those uh, things that usually bring me comfort without going to a wine tasting and tasting 200 wines in three hours, without those beautiful moments of my professional life that I, yeah. that's why I work, you know, without all of that to actually being able and find great stuff in your life without all of those. So mm -hmm. kind of find new levels of being happy. So that is what I'm grateful for this year and last year. And I think many years after that, because yeah. as I said, for me, it's, it's, kind of we all leveled up now and we all take our own speed. Well, Ksenia, how important then do you think, I mean, you know, having read Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, I mean, he talks about when you discover your why, the how and the what's don't matter because you will find a way. For you having known your why for so long, do you think that's been paramount in getting you through this? Because I think a lot of the people that have failed were probably not so tied to their let's say business or they weren't you know maybe it was just about the money rather than the passion or they weren't really like th that involved or let's say that you know really that invested in it um, and for me coaching it's me I mean I learned very later in life what my purpose is and what my calling is uh, you know I wish you know that's why I'm jealous of you I wish I'd known it years ago but but then, you know, for me, I, I have no regrets. I'm glad I learned it when I did because I brought loads of experience with it. Um, and it's the same thing. Any challenges I see now, well, actually, coaching is so important to me. I will figure out a way because that's what I love doing. Uh, when I speak with my clients or I receive testimonials, you understand why you do what you do because other people have benefited so much. So do you think in yourself as well, having that purpose is what gets you through pretty much everything? I think it, it's one of those things that definitely um, um, keep the blood floating uh, with um, um, everything I do. At the same time, I do see that my career together with my purpose um, is going through a certain evolution, which it should, obviously, yeah. like everything in life. But I believe that um, the previous maybe 10 years of my career were more where I was working in a hotel, five-star hotel, Michelin star restaurant, or, you know, the best wine bars that I was part of uh, the team who created them. So we had guests coming to us. Of mm -hmm. course, we had to go through all the, you know, the strategies and marketing strategies and all of that. But we had guests who were already coming to us where mm -hmm. for the last three years, I'm running a company um, with the product that no one else has in the world. So there is no market for it in the world because no mm -hmm. one is Googling who creates the best wine collections because no mm -hmm. one thing, no one actually knows that that is a thing Yeah. Um, where I'm going out and looking for my clients actively. So even though my, my why and my passion are still there, now I'm at the beginning. Uh, well, I mean, already not at the beginning, but in, in the, in the certain uh, next, stage of learning how to build a business rather than just be passionate about wine and grow my wine knowledge and my experience and everything I have to give to my uh, to my clients so I think it, even though 
um, I've been in wine for 15 years, the new stage of my development mm. um, as a professional is learning everything about business and how building a business and how to make sure that that built business is sustainable, how to make sure that you are not commercial, you still, it's still about your passion, it's still about, it's still fulfilling you professionally and personally. That's, that's the success definition for me. When you are, uh, when your dreams are fulfilled both professionally and personally. I'm with you there. I mean, having brought my coaching experience to the fore, but then realizing that I've also got to learn about marketing and sales and branding about myself was it was a challenge, but one that I embraced, but not realizing at the time. And I think very naive of me, maybe when I first started coaching that I didn't really know about business as much as I do now, but it's been that curve. It's been that development. But going back to it, you know, having been three years in business, having had such a successful career working for hotels and in hospitality, what made you make the move into business and doing it all for yourself? Well, I think that um, I think that at some point we are um, given a chance um, and a golden, maybe a push or a kick or something else um, mm-hmm. that encourages us to actually make that leap and make that jump uh, into the unknown, um, into the uncertainty. And I think that obviously I was the first time I started my business, I was surrounded by people that um, did provide me with a certain amount of support, of course. Obviously, I had to learn on the go because I have no business education or MBA or anything else, um, any background, commercial background, uh, uh, business studies. So I think that in my first business, I've made all the mistakes that a young entrepreneur can do, which I'm extremely happy because I don't have to make them anymore because I've already made them and learned from them. <laughs> And so it's only, you know, joyous, beautiful ride from now on. Mm-hmm. So it, it was very, it was like a school where you learned on the go. Mm-hmm. I was like a goddess Shiva with eight hands, you know, uh, being <laughs> the jack of all trades. Um, and it was, it was exhilarating. Uh, it was, of course, sometimes I had to uh, sleep for 15 minutes in two days and, it was all that craziness that you remember yeah. of an experience. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, that was very interesting. That was extremely interesting. For me, when I was, you know, going that through that process myself, I, there were, would have been times where maybe I focused too much on the networking or I focused too much on uh, the business sides or spending too much time doing things that maybe I should have outsourced, like doing my website and things like that. But no, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy them. I really enjoyed doing it, but actually it wasn't producing or bringing any cash flow at the time. And realistically, I look back, should I have really outsourced a lot of it back then? Should I have really spent so much time doing it? Did you ever find yourself doing that? Or did you, you know, basically removing yourself from your passion, having to focus on other areas and not really realizing? I think that I've um, I've learned to delegate on the second, um, <laughs> on the second try. <laughs> I think that... Uh, it's been um, it's been definitely challenging at the moment, but when you look back, you see what you could have done better, mm-hmm. and the next time you do it better, and you are more smart, and you're more equipped, and you have already people that you can trust for sure, rather than googling people and hiring a photographer that yeah. gives you instead of five hundred pictures just two for the same price. <laughs> so all of this um, kind of trust. Um, 
um, not trust, uh, naive, naive um, young entrepreneur um, traits, they're all gone now because now I'm an experienced entrepreneur. Seasoned, well seasoned, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I think that it's only, um, it get, it's getting more interesting from now on. Of course, there are different level challenges, of course. Of course. Uh, but it's, um, I think that I've, um, one of the mindsets that I had to um, um, acquire was um, changing the problems um, and thinking of problems as progress. So yeah. unless there are prob problems, you are in stagnation, you're not moving any, anywhere, yeah. you're not developing, you're not growing. So I kind of... Um, made myself enjoy having problems because I felt like I will be then progressing somewhere. I will be developing, I will be growing. I agree with you there. I must admit, whenever I um, speak with potential clients or clients and they say to me, I've got this problem, the first thing I say to them is we need to start reframing the language you use. And we, you know, we rephrase it as a challenge rather than a problem because a problem is such a defeatist word and it automatically starts shutting our brain down. Whereas when we see in a challenge, we see it as an opportunity and something that can be explored. So it is about reframing those words that we use about ourselves. And I think, yeah, as an entrepreneur, you need to. Otherwise, you know, you, you can't move anywhere, really. Uh, and you're right, you know, as, as you described your early stages and trialing all these things, I'm glad, you know, I've, I've been through the same things too. And, and, it, and it, I guess it brings it back down to what you've also said earlier, how you're, surrounding, you're surrounded by some amazing people in terms of your network that help you now grow. And I guess as somebody who's starting out, a lot of people just don't have that. And the one thing I say to my clients is, especially the startup people and entrepreneurs is find your network, you know, leverage your network, start farming out and collaborating as soon as possible, rather than later on when you think it might be right, do it straight away, learn to do it early on. And, and so bringing it back to network then, and like you said, it's so important having that network. Absolutely. And I think that um, approaching people, any type of people, people that um, have 10 million followers on Instagram, you can always make it in a very nice, you know, um, um, nice, humble way. And you mm -hmm. can ask the question you really want to ask. And you never know whether that would be then turned into a, you know, a one hour conversation or you will actually become friends with that person. Exactly. It's this way of approaching um, people that you admire, people that are 10 times more successful than you are, um, that are completely in a different sphere of expertise because... Of Business is about several steps and, and levels mm. you need to kind of grow through. So you don't have to be um, in the same sphere of expertise, in the same field. Um, and I think that uh, working and learning from people that you are completely inspired and blown away by is one of those ways um, that um, you can listen to music or you can mm -hmm. listen to a podcast and it will bring you the same emotional um, inspiration, fulfillment, drive. Um, it's just what you choose. If usually I would go for a walk and I would listen to some music. Now I go for a walk and I listen to podcasts, your podcast, then podcast. And, and I go and I, I can't believe that I walked for like 15,000 steps because <laughs> the podcast was going on yeah. and on and on and I didn't want to stop. So I was just going because it's so interesting. And, and the beautiful thing about digital world is you can have access now to anyone on this planet who you admire. You don't have to be in the same room with them. You don't have to be in the same, um, uh, in, in the same country. 
you can listen to them. Um, you can look at the videos that they post. Um, and it's amazing. I know. People are so accessible now. I mean, I've got to give you the example. You know, you talked about mentors and people that inspire you. Uh, my podcast guest from last week, uh, Dr. Ron Al Kaloubi, as I mentioned there, it, literally, I was inspired by a book. I've known of, of her work from before. But again, this was one of the things I had to change about myself last year. I'm sitting at home. I can't go and meet people. People can't meet me. I just have to slide into DMs. And in the end, and that's how it started. You know, I engaged with Poe, sending messages, and we became friends. We chatted to the extent that I was able to get her as a guest on my podcast. It was amazing. It was one of those things that you think about months ago. Can I ever do this? And can I ever achieve it? And it becomes. And actually, it was only this morning I did the same thing to with somebody that who I really admire. He's a great entrepreneur, billionaire. I've slid into his DM. I'm hoping to get him onto my podcast. I don't know if it'll happen, but you know what? And this is what I say to a lot of people. If you don't try, you're never going to get. What's the worst that's going to happen? And sometimes it's a key learning. People are too scared to ask or too fearful of taking any kind of action because they think they might fail. Well, if you haven't tried already, you've failed already. I totally agree that with, with business, with life, the approach of taking a backseat is not is not the one that would allow you to drive the car actually. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn and get the license and, and how, how uh, um, it could be frightening to drive a car with your license for the very first time. Mm -hmm. well, take a friend, you know, mm -hmm. a friend on the next seat. I mean, even if you get, I don't know, into a tree slightly, you won't <laughs> be there alone. You won't be there um, by yourself. You have a friend. So I think that, uh, um, definitely people with um, people that you trust, people that you love, the more of them you have around you, uh, the better. And that's why my mom now understands why I have 100 friends. And those <laughs> friends are with me for 20 years, obviously yeah. not 100, they're a bit less now. But um, it's, it's important to be um, in, in the environment where you are loved and understood and appreciated. Of course, of course. Um, there's only one thing I always ask people uh, on my podcast is three key attributes that have taken them to where they are now. So for, for you, I guess, you know, we've covered a lot in terms of how your mindset works and everything. However, you know, making that move from your success working for other companies, hotels, to going out and making a success of your own business, what would you, say, what would you think your three key attributes are that you've taken from those two roles? I would say that um, I'm very adventurous about life. And I'm not afraid to try things mm -hmm. and I'm excited to try things. So all the new things um, that are in the world, I'm happy to try, um, except for maybe um, uh, eating insects. I've tried that. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> I'm not keen on that. I think the second attribute would be definitely passion. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you can't be successful at doing something you don't like. Yeah. So just don't even try, just find your passion and go after it with um, no fear of, you yeah. know, falling down, you know, stumbling on something, just, just do it. And I think the third um, attribute would be uh, being aware of the moment, mm -hmm. the fact that me and you will never be on the same podcast while the sun is shining as it is now um, <laughs> at this very moment in time. So appreciating it, um, enjoying it, being grateful for this moment, this chance, because life is, is such a beautiful thing, but it's so quick yeah. that being 
um, living the moment and enjoying it is one of those things why I love wine because um, yeah. it it allows people to stop running, to sit down and enjoy the company and the view and the sunset and the taste of the wine and and actually remember that moment uh, as picturesque as it is. And it doesn't matter whether you are on a beautiful, I don't know, beach somewhere in Mediterranean, or you're looking, uh, or you're sitting in your dining uh, yeah. table, and the beautiful view is your beautiful mm -hmm. wife in front of you. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter; you can still enjoy it at the same uh, level of uh, pleasure as you would do it when you are at the Mediterranean. No, that's fantastic. And to, and to be honest, in your, in terms of your responses, there, I, I must say. With all the guests I've had, that's probably the three unique answers because there's normally always a theme. There's always a theme. So yours in terms of adventure, passion and presence are probably unique, I think. I would have to listen back, but I think straight off the bat, they're completely different, which is fascinating, to be honest, because sometimes when people get into business and to become an entrepreneur, they think they need to be a certain way. But it just proves actually you just need to be yourself. You need to take what you enjoy in life and make something of it to become successful. So yeah, no, I love those responses. Thank you. Thank you. I think that uh, uh, if you would ask me the same question a year ago, they would be different. I think <laughs> it allowed me to dive deeper into my whys. And uh, I think that um, it's just the beginning, which excites me incredibly. <laughs> When you mentioned earlier, when you mentioned to your mother that you wanted to be a sommelier and you explained to her what it was and, and straight away her, her reaction was quite negative because her thought was drunken nurse, you, you know, you all these men. I have that picture as well because of, I, and I guess that comes from, I think I might've mentioned this to you before because of my upbringing and it's, it's been around alcohol, but I've, I've seen the negative connotations of alcohol. So I've got to say, knowing you has started to change, the, not that I would, ever start drinking or anything but knowing you and what you're able to bring it's actually given me a different landscape on it all as well and actually show me the positives as, as well in terms of travel community being around people the social element of it the positive social element of it really so I've got to thank you for that oh I am so this is music to my ears because my whole professional aspiration and dream is to take people away from quantity into quality, into appreciating wine, understanding wine. And I mean, wine for me is one, is, is different to what it would be for other people. But I believe that wine is how we travel, wine is how we uh, socialize and it can bring together family, friends and even strangers. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, wine is how we understand what we like and what we don't like. Uh, well, it's literally like bottled sunshine. So it's, <laughs> it's so many things about it. It's art. It's an expression of one's heart. Um, it's incredible to meet winemakers. And I know that I'm absolutely, absolutely grateful for the fact that I only work with people that love what they do. It's, I wish that on anyone. For sure. No, it's good. It is. And it's a different kind of breed, isn't it? When you're, when you're with people who really love what they do, the passion, you, you feel excited to be around them and you learn so much from them. And I was going to say, when we are freely traveling, believe me, I'll be joining you on one of your excursions. I won't be drinking the wine, but I'll be enjoying the travel aspect and the food, I'm sure. You're very welcome. You're so, very welcome. Ksenia, with that, I just want to say thank you once again for joining us on the Second Success Podcast. You've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much. I, I, I feel very honoured. I enjoyed it very much and I wish 
for you to have more incredible inspirational guests in the future so I can listen to more of your fantastic podcasts. <laughs> Thank you, Ksenia. Thank you very much. That was my wonderful friend, Ksenia Karpenko. And I must admit, like I mentioned in the podcast there, uh, in the interview, that um, I'm not a drinker. However, when she talks about wine, she kind of brings this enthusiasm, passion and wonder that you kind of just want to get involved in and try it. But anyway, like I said, uh, that's not something I'll be doing, but definitely touring uh, when I get a chance. But the one thing I I was really impressed with uh, talking with Ksenia and and, and knowing her, obviously, is her um, enthusiasm, her constant positivity and not seeing problems but only seeing challenges that need to be overcome always looking for solutions and never ever getting down Um, and when she is down bouncing straight back up again a very positive and forward-looking individual so that brings us to the end of this week's podcast and today i'd like to leave you with a clip from the curious case of benjamin button here we have uh, brad pitt's character essentially talking about that it's never too late and uh, you know what take those opportunities it could lead to anything i hope you enjoy it and uh I will talk to you next week. Take care. For what it's worth, it's never too late. Or in, in my, my case, case, too early. To be whoever you want to be. There's no time limit. Start whenever you want. You can change or stay the same. There are no rules to this thing. We can make the best or the worst of it. I hope you make the best of it. I hope you see things that startle you. I hope you feel things you never felt before. I hope you meet people with a different point of view. I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you find that you're not, I hope you have the strength to start all over again. Some people were born to sit by a river. Some get struck by lightning. Some have an ear for music. Some are artists. Some swim. Some no buttons. Some know Shakespeare, some are mothers, and some people dance. Thank you for listening to the Second Success Podcast. I'm Dr. Rakish Rana, The Clear Coach.